Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Recording anyways, but uh, I have this show on Relteo, and so I'll, I'll welcome everyone to welcome to the Relteo community show. Sometimes I might just accidentally say, I haven't yet, but you know, every now and then I catch myself, welcome to Peers Over Beers. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so how weird would that be? All right. So welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Elizabeth Kinsey. Elizabeth, how are you? You know, I'm hanging in, hanging in. How are you? Doing well. You know, um, it's good to have you on the podcast. It's been a while. It has. It's been, it's been too long, too long, my friend. Well, we have you scheduled, you were scheduled to do it a few weeks ago, but then, you know, and I'm sure you don't mind me telling you, telling this, cause I think you put, posted on, on Twitter, but you had COVID and kind of a pretty bad bout about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was no fun. And I kept losing my voice. So I literally couldn't come on the podcast. Cause I was like, ah. <laughs> It would have been, people would have thought there was like errors in their, in their Spotify or on their, their computer. There'd been troubleshooting for hours. It would have been terrible, but yeah. Yeah. Got COVID. That was no fun. Do not recommend masking friends. Don't, no, don't do it. Don't take the risks. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. I feel like um, people are getting out and traveling more though. And I, I just don't think because you know, people look, they care, you know, and they kind of don't care until they get COVID and you're like, oh, trust me, <laughs> you don't yeah. want COVID and, you know, but it's sorry that you got it and Thanks. hopefully you feel slightly better and things, you know, or at least a lot better, hopefully. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Good. Good. Well, hey, enough about COVID because, you know, it's, it's kind of the talk. It seems like it's been the talk for the last three years, but, um, you know, we, during the pre-show, we were talking a little bit about events. And interesting enough, I feel like I've talked to several community leaders and community is a big part of a big event that, you know, the brand has. And, you know, would love to kind of get your take on, I know that you guys at Slack are having uh, an event coming up and would love to kind of, one, get your take on where is it at? Two is, you know, what role does community play in your team? Yeah, Frontiers 2022. Really excited. Oh. Speaking of people getting to, together again. Um, so this will be our first in-person conference uh, for Slack since 2019, um, which was our last Frontiers. It's going to be hmm. part in-person and part virtual. So folks will be able to watch on Salesforce Plus if they can't make it to New York in person. Um, but it'll be June 22nd. Uh, in New York and at the Javits Center, and we're pretty excited about it. And community is definitely playing a big role for us. And then I also think community has a big role to play generally at events. Um, but we're working with the community to, you know, get some stories from them mm -hmm. that we can showcase in the keynote. Um, help to sort of, you know, sh make some make some folks a little bit Slack famous around uh, the the things that they're doing and the ways that they're customizing Slack and using the different features. Um, and then we're also going to be hosting Frontiers, all of the attendees in the Slack community workspace, which is really exciting. Wow. So what does that look like? Yeah. So that looks like folks um, who register, who are 
signed up to attend. Um, shortly before the conference date, we'll get an invite. They'll be able to use a join link to come into the workspace. We'll have, um, we have a pro version. So we're able to use things like Workflow Builder. So mm -hmm. we'll have um, a bunch of workflows built, channels. Of, for them of course you have the pro version. Yeah, it would be pretty sad if we didn't, right? Um, but we'll we'll bring all those folks in, and then for that moment in time, that day that Frontiers is happening, there will be a lot of interactivity in the workspace, um, ability to you know connect with the speakers that are there, connect with each other. There'll be things for on-site, things for off-site. So, pretty excited about welcoming folks in there, um, and it it really makes sense because you know the people that are going to your user conference. Those are people that they've taken time out of their life. Mm -hmm. They're obviously invested in the success of your product, whether that's because it's, you know, they needed the success of their work or they just really love your product. Um, probably it's the former, not the latter. Uh, but, you know, you, you have people that are already really interested and have made that sort of step forward saying like, I am, I am willing to give up my time, spend money or get the money from the company stay in a hotel most of the time, you know, people are coming from yeah. all over. So why wouldn't you want to continue to engage with those folks? And for us, we've always, um, for the past two years, we've had a workspace to go along with the event. It's been super fun. There's always new folks that we meet and getting them from, you know, the event workspace over into the community workspace was always a bit of a challenge. And certainly some people would naturally come over, but, you know, they'd already sort of signed up where they thought they were supposed to be. So yeah. why not make it dead simple for them to just stick around? Um, so that's what it'll look like. And I'm, I'm still, you know, we're setting a lot of stuff up and I'm, I did it, launched a survey today in our workspace to help sort of get a better idea of, you know, long-term, what do we want the workspace to be? What is the community's input? So yeah. Yeah. Super excited. That's pretty cool. What, so what, what does your team do specifically like with the event? I mean, are they just kind of monitoring the chat or, you know, what's. Yeah. So it's part um, moderation and parts kind of like operations and admin. Hmm. Um, so, you know, workflows don't just happen. Somebody has got to build them things True. like having a help desk in the channel. Um, hmm. You know, you're going to get, kind of similar questions, especially in like a help capacity. So take that FAQ, put yeah. in some emoji reaction triggers so that when someone asks that question, instead of the person having to copy paste from a doc or, um, you know, have to like say the same thing over and over again, you just have a workflow built where you use that emoji and it posts automatically in the thread mentions the person who asked the initial question. Um, so somebody has to build all of that stuff. And one thing about the Slack community team is they're all, we're all experts in Slack. I mean, we kind of have to be. Um, and so, especially in like building and using some of the tools, um, we'll also, because we own the, the workspace already, you know, we'll be sort of responsible for um, making sure that like moderation that does happen gets taken care of, hmm. you know, acting as the admins on site, but then also just interacting, right? Like, People are there to talk to each other, but they're also there to connect with Slack. And sure. so it's our responsibility to show people how to be in the workspace mm -hmm. and to engage with them on a human to human level. You know, that's one of the beautiful things um, about community is that, you know, we're all just people who have similar interests. Interest. And so 
even if it's um, you know on site acting as connectors and helping people there, it's the same in a workspace where you're like, hey, Anthony from North Carolina, I know that you should probably talk to George from Houston because yeah. you guys have similar interests. So it's uh, you know the same type of stuff that you do for community anyway, just very focused at that moment in time. I love it. So you guys are heavily engaged, like it. What? So so when you look at a, a user conference, and you know, uh, you told me a little bit about your role or in the team's role, but what do you guys focus on? Is it the product? Is it thought leadership? Is it you know what is it? Yeah, I mean, I think it really for us a lot of it um, this time is really about what is what does the future of look of work look like? What is the hmm. how does the digital HQ play into that? Um, and how can we celebrate the success stories of our customers, the things that they've done that are innovative? Um, and then certainly, you know, where we can and where you where you're able to, it's always great to either you know, introduce new features or talk yeah. about what's coming. Um, so I'm sure that there'll be there'll be some of that. But I think really, you know, a lot of it is about especially this time is like how do we just celebrate the fact that we can get together again with each other simply yeah. i mean it's not going to be you know a 10,000 person conference um but it's certainly and if anyone needs a community code just you know hit me up in the workspace got you um but uh but it, you know it'll i think a lot of it is about just celebrating each other and celebrating the like the success of of getting this far but at the same time telling the story of the future of work so it's it's thought leadership mostly and of course you'll have you know, maybe a roadmap session about the future of Slack or whatever, but that's pretty cool. Do you have like customer case studies that they come and present about certain things and whatnot? Yeah, you know, we definitely want um, to include customers and, you know, help them tell their story and help them, you know, other people learn from those those moments. So definitely we'll have customers coming in and, cool. you know, some of those customers come from community. So it's, that's, yeah, I course. think, one of the really great things is like, you know, if you are a part of the community and you see your CEO on stage talking with, you know, the the product leaders, you know, like you're in a good spot and yeah. and you've got the inside track. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Um so with with I had another question now it just kind of lost me because I asked that other question. Um you know today we don't really have an events we just don't have a, a an event at all. Uh, we used to, uh, and I think when COVID hit or even before that, and they just stopped doing it. And I think it's very important. Some of the things that I'm trying to do is because this conversation that we're having today is very interesting to me, just because I think community can play a, a, a huge role. And, and for us, I think that for us to have a user conference, we should build upon how do how one are we going to get people to a user conference? You know, we're not a Slack, we're not a Salesforce, things like that, but um, and how do we get that? And I think it's about one, our community, right? So we have people within the community that you're know, going to want to go to a conference and maybe there's a technical track and maybe there's a, you know, high, higher level type track, you know, thought leadership and that kind of stuff. But also um, how do, how can we start thinking about that today? And, and to me, it's, it's about what I think about is community led growth. And the way we do that is, you know, maybe it's, talking to people and putting them on the spot, putting them on the spotlight, having many kind of, you know, events within this year, 
to really start building the the excitement about having a, a bigger event at some point, you know, and and so I think community for us is huge in in that, and and you know, no one's really thinking about it except, I think except for me, you know, and I'm like, opportunity is huge, you know, to have data leaders uh, in the space talk about you know the things that they're working on, the things that they're doing, the things that the problems that they're solving, you know, um, and had successes with, you know, people, a lot of people want to hear that CTOs, chief CIOs and all those kind of people. Right. And so totally, we, we can be kind of that thought leader piece in that from a data standpoint, you know, um, and that's, you know, I've got really high hopes for that, you know, so anyways. No, I mean, I don't, and I don't think that you need to be a big company in order to bring your customers together, even if it's not product specific, if it's, if it's thought leadership. So, you know, I I think there's um, a lot to be said about what you were saying about having these kind of small moments to build up to this bigger moment. Right. So one of the things that when I was in my previous role at Branch, so we had a user conference that's called Branch Out, um, mm-hmm. and it was in San Francisco, and it was mobile mobile leaders, product managers, um, and designers who we brought together. There was like 300 of them. It was a two-day affair. There was a mix of people presenting about things that they'd done for, you know, mobile app growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, we were the mobile growth community and we brought in a lot of those people who had done those smaller events. So you create this excitement within your community, but you're also building out a speaker bench. You're building out the stories. You're testing the audience to see what are they interested in? What are they not interested in? Do the, you know, does the group from Los Angeles have more interest in talking to, you know, brands that are doing commerce or they more interested in talking to like software. Um, And so you're able to do a lot of testing in those smaller events to inform that bigger event. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be massive you know, it can be successful and be 200 to 300 people. Sometimes that's almost better. Like I think of some Mm. of the best conferences that I've been to have been around the 500 person level because there's enough new people that you get to know them. Yeah. There's also enough familiar faces that you feel comfortable and it feels a little bit more intimate. You know, when you're at a 15 or 20,000 person conference, you're not going to see everything. You're not going to talk to everyone you want to talk to. You're not going to do everything. You're going to get exhausted. So sometimes even though those are much glitzier and seem, you know, you've got like the big band at the end or whatever that event is (laughs) like sometimes smaller is better and less is more. So I would say like to think of it that way as you're, as you're pushing this forward, as you're thinking about it, like it doesn't have to be huge. And you can yeah, take all what you've done before and just plug it in. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, to me, the smaller intimate groups are always better just because you can have, you know, way more from a conversation standpoint, you could have great discussions and, you know, get to know people, you know, at big events, you know, like I've never been to Dreamforce. I think I might go this year just because, um, you know, we, we're going to have a booth and presence of some sort, you know, and. So it might be a good opportunity to, to connect with people, but you know, that, that conference is so big, you know, like how do you, you know, a lot of people are going to that thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes that's overwhelming for people. Like, you know, I've been at big conferences like that too and, and thought, 
you know, some of these sessions are good, uh, but, you know, to me, I want to go there. Well, I'll give you an example. I went to the CMX conference. Uh, I think you, you actually presented, I don't know, several years ago. Uh, and you're there and I don't, I might've said hello to you or something, but other than that, you know, I hardly went to any of those sessions, but I knew I wanted to connect to people. So I just connected to a bunch of people that, you know, like during a session, if you were presenting, I was actually talking to so-and-so, you know, because I wanted to talk to them directly, you know? Um, and I think that that's why, I, that's why I personally go to those. There are some specific sessions that I'll probably want to go to, but a lot of times, you know, session unless it's a customer doing something specific and even then if you're only doing something for 30 minutes a presentation it's not really it's hard to find those impactful to me like i know i'm just getting on a high horse like i think there people like to do those things and it gives people opportunity to, to present and and talk about and, and i think there's something big about that and should but to me i i don't know maybe i'm just not a big sit down and listen kind of guy you know i'm just kind of this I mean, I can't imagine you not, you're not a sit down and listen kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think not for long to to your point, like, I think that that's one of the draws of big events, right? Is that Mm -hmm. networking aspect. It is that connection aspect. And I think that for some people, it's a mix of both for others like you, it's really just about that aspect. And for some people, it's just, especially when you're early in your career, You're like, I certainly attended way more sessions when I was earlier in my career because I didn't know shit. Right. Like, so of course I want to go and like, listen to the Holly Firestones and, you know, the Erica Cools and the, all of the, all of the amazing people that were in the industry that I, you know, the Carrie Melissa Joneses that I didn't know anything. And so definitely soaking it up. And it wasn't, sometimes it wasn't even about, you know, I can learn specifically what you're doing, but what you're talking about sparks ideas for me. I'm certainly not in the point anymore where I'm like, sorry, I'm going to cut a conversation with someone cool that I've just met short because I want to go and listen to, you know, the same talk about how to start your online community. Like I've been there, I've heard it. I know, I know I have my own thoughts. And it's, and it's not that I don't want to support those folks, but it's like, there are so many competing interests there, but I am probably still going to go to some of the sessions because I still need to be inspired. And I still like, I love seeing. Well, like if I went, if if you're at CMX and I was at CMX and which I think I'm planning on going to that this year. So, um, but I, I would Definitely. If you had a session there, because I, I know you and I was like, I'm going to go into that because, you know, I want to say hello and I want to listen to her and support her, you know, that kind of stuff. And I know I, mean, I would expect so- nothing less. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Where the fuck was Chris? What a jerk. God. Never doing a podcast with that dude. <laughs> no, you but seriously. No, but I, I think that so, so there are sessions now, especially now that I actually know certain things, uh, depending on kind of the, yeah, how to build a community from scratch. Well, you know, I've done a lot of that. <laughs> and I could talk about that as a session. Maybe I could do, but you know, it's it's uh, it's not one I would probably go to. Or you know, maybe I would ask them questions around. You know, what well, what does it mean a year later? You know, that kind of stuff. So maybe I have questions around. You know, how do you mature a community? Or you know, you you've been a community manager for a long time at Slack, right? And so and and. You guys just built a platform, you know, back a year or so ago, 
And so, you know, there's lots of great questions and things that you can answer. Anyways, the point is, back to events. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still talking about events. Yeah. <sighs> I get off uh, a, a little easier uh, of the subject or pretty easily. Um, well, I, I, I like that idea. You know, for me, again, it's networking, but for others, they like the sessions and, and things like that. And it's really cool that your community is super engaged into events, which it seems to make sense. You know, I think that somebody mentioned this and, and I don't disagree is you put on an event is pretty much all hands on deck. You know what, what I mean? You got the PMs and you've got, uh, you know, marketing, you have uh, community, you have tons of other people. Brand, you have sales, you have CSMs, you exactly. have, you know, your customer experience, you've got the web team, you've got demand gen, you've yeah. got everybody. Everybody. Email marketing, marketing ops, business technology, everybody's got a, got a part to play for sure. So the person that's facilitating those conversations has got to be a pretty awesome, badass person, you know, to do that, you know, I mean, because that's a lot of people it's to kind so of- so many moving parts. Ugh. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, I was that person for a branch out and it was- yeah. I mean, we had, we had a binder that was like literally a moment by moment. Here you, you are. Flip through and you're like, yeah, okay, at this. 9.36 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay, this is what should be happening. This is where all the people should be. And that's just for the on-site, right? Like think about all of the stuff that went into building that out. Yeah, It's a lot of players. Um, I have nothing but respect yeah, for event too. professionals because that is a hard job. Like talk about having to solve problems that you cannot even imagine happening. Like, sure, you can like, you know, you've got your your worst case scenarios planned out, but things come up at events that you have to like figure out on the fly, hmm. things break, things like yeah. people, you just, it's such a, a high demand That's job true. and like you have to be really good at thinking on the fly and the other thing that's so mm. impressive to me about event professionals you have to do all of that with a straight face like nobody else needs to know that everything's on fire <laughs> yeah. behind me you yeah. just have to sit there and be like oh the fire department aren't we so glad they're here today friends like you cannot show the speaker stress. doesn't show up you know all I, that stuff happens you know I, so my, just a quick aside, uh, horror story. So I once planned an event and I had, and I don't know if I've told you, I don't know who I told this story to recently, but I told this story to someone recently. So um, I had hosted an event. We did a month or a, once a quarter, we would host it at the same place. So I was real friendly with the event coordinator. It was our biggest sort of event for customers, you know, mm -hmm. for the quarter. Um, and it involved a lot of people, AEs, sales, the presenters, everybody. Um I had in the subject line of the email was the right date. All the communication, we said the right date. Somehow signed a contract for the day later. No. So we, yes. So we show up, like mm. I've got 25 people with me to start setting up this, you know, afternoon to evening event. And they're like, uh, you're not supposed to be here till tomorrow. I'm like, um, can you go get Becky? Because I'm pretty sure it's today. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm reading. And I'm like, look, she said, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, that was and today. They, <laughs> they, yeah. And they, 
they go back and she comes out and she's like, oh my God, I just realized what happened. Like the contract had the wrong date, but you and I were on the same page. And she's like, I thought you were coming. It's on my calendar for this date. Um, But they had double booked the room and they had double booked it with the police uh, convention. So it was a, there was a bunch of police officers in San Jose that were, you know, there for some type of a training. And I ended up getting them booted out of our room because like, we're there every quarter. Yeah. Um, and so they put the police in the smaller room and then they put us in the, in the room that we were supposed to be in. And like, we took all their food. They had to wait for like, I I don't really feel that bad. Um, but it was certainly one of those moments where I was like, yeah. I never would have planned for what do you do if you show up and you're the idiot that yeah. hasn't figured out that you were contracted on the wrong date. So yeah, mad respect. I mean, things happen. Things happen and you just, and, and, and you plan the best you can. And those people have, like yourself have to be really amazing planners. I'll give you yeah. another, I'll give an example. It's, I'll tell you, I never, ever, ever had another contract that I didn't look at 67 yeah. times to make sure it matched the date I thought it would. Yeah. So, you know, you learn. You definitely learn from that. And, hey, and it still worked out, it sounds like. So, you know, that's the thing is, how do you still make it work out with tons of people coming, you know? Yeah. Um, little story is I am planning this event here in Dallas uh, for, you know, uh, Realtio and I'm, I'm working with a partner of ours, you know, that I saw him at one of our, um, our offsites. And I said, Hey man, we need to start partnering more often because we don't do any partners partnerships. And why not have like customers and prospects at a dinner? Let's just do something in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I live in Dallas. Might as well. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's do it. And so just this little event, you know, is, is, um, you know, I'm working with sales. I'm working with somebody in marketing that puts together, you know, these event type things. These, uh, I'm working now with uh, the partners marketing team and the partner sales team. And I'm like, Jesus, you know, like this is only like, I just want 20 people to show up or so, you know, and that's it. You know, let's just have some fun. It doesn't work that way. I mean, it's big. It's, it's a big time suck for a lot of different people. And I'm thinking, Jesus, you know, like, there's a page that's got to be created and then somebody's got to do the restroom. Then you got to get, have lists and then they might, the marketing teams might want some, you know, swag stuff over at the event. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I just want to go have some beers and, <laughs> and talk to people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm flying somebody out from Boston, you know, to, to come to Dallas, to be kind of the, the thought leader, you know, and, and I'm thinking there's gotta be an easier way, you know, to just meet up, you know, and, and right now, there's not like you got to build it. You got to kind of, you, you know. do. Yeah. No events are an ecosystem. They are not. Um, I mean, I think that it, there are some levels and some ways that you can just sort of show up and have something yeah. be ad hoc. And, um, but when you're thinking about investing a significant amount of time and energy um, and money, you need yeah. something back from that. Right. And, the conversations, the great conversations aren't enough. Like you need something to give to sales and you need something to give to marketing and you need something um, to get all of that goodness that you're looking for back. Yeah. it's. A, I think it's really about, and I was talking to somebody earlier about this is, you know, community really needs to kind of continue to insert themselves into the business. Right. So I think from a community leader standpoint, the hardest part is one is doing just that is, you know, have your strategy, you know, if it's events, how does community, what role does community play in events? 
Um, and some of the, that stuff's extremely tactical, but, you know, it, it, the strategy could be, well, you know, we're very good at moderating conversations. We're very good at, you know, a lot of different things, connecting people. Uh, and then, you know, let's show what community, the community team can do. And then over time, you know, what you have is, you know, you're embedded in the business in a big way, you know, and, and, and I think that it's hard for us to, what, what I think is hard for us is, and I'm getting off a little bit, but, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but so we're very good at connecting people and, and, you know, getting discussions going and, you know, making sure our customers are taken care of and things like that, you know, but something that's hard. And, and sometimes I have a hard time doing this is, you know, truly kind of embedding ourselves internally into the business and saying, these are the outcomes that community drives. Here's the proof, you know, here's the business goal. You know what I mean? Like, all those things are very difficult and something that we have to get better at. And I like how, from an event standpoint, you guys are really trying to embed yourself into that. So nice work. Thanks. I mean, I think it takes time. I don't think that you're wrong. I think it is hard. And I think sometimes those are different skill sets, um, but we expect people to, to be able to do all of those things. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes maybe it's not, maybe there is a skill set that is more suited for internal enablement and mm-hmm. one that is more suited for customer enablement or community enablement. Um, I don't think that that's always the case. I don't think that they have to be mutually exclusive, but I think at some point, like those are two different roles, right? Like you cannot be the person who is living and breathing your community and also living and breathing every with every single department internally finding champions because you're building an internal Mm -hmm. community, right? Like if you want to layer yourself into that part of the business, you can't be your only champion. You have to make alliances. You have to find the people that understand the value who, when they say what's in it for me, already kind of have an idea of how they would like to see a benefit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that sometimes with community managers, you are so protective of the community that Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like, there should be something in it for you. But there has to be in order for those people to be invested and invite you into the room, right? So you have to find the champions. And like, that it can be a full-time job, you know, like, especially if you're at a really big company or mm-hmm. you have a lot of different roles in, within your company or a lot of different stakeholders, it, it can be quite the challenge to not only like create and maintain those relationships, but what happens when that person leaves? Yeah. What happens when your, you know, champion and product is like, cool piece, I'm out, go into this other company. And now you have to tell that story again. And I think what ends up being the most successful is when you are finding those allies and able to bring community into that layer of the business is empowering those allies to tell other people what the benefit Mm -hmm. is. So that again, you're not the only megaphone, right? Like you have to build those alliances. It's very well said. I love that. Wow. It's like kind of the, I'm like shocked that I was able to say that the, the brain fog situation is real, my friends. Um, so this is like my most lucid moment of the day and it's all for you. Oh, that's great because, you know, I'm going to take that and it's going to be a little clip and it's going to look to me. It looks really good because you said something extremely smart. You know what I mean? <laughs>
<laughs> Finally. Oh. You, know, you do all the time. So it's it's always good. Sometimes I like to take the funny moments out, you know, but uh, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about taking more of the serious moments into, you know, hey, she said something really smart. Let's take that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do more. Of it. Anyways, we get, yeah. I well, digress I love, a little bit. but I love where we started and where we ended up, though, because yeah. I think it's, it all it all feels like we walked a very natural path here. So good. Well, I think we'll end on that. But uh, Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Elizabeth Kinsey. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming, everyone.